Welcome to Dustrous. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello, and welcome to an Elder Stream Games production of Dustrous. This podcast is made possible by our patrons, Brian Bridges, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan from LCP D&D, and our very own Don Bewley and Brian Rafe. Please stay tuned after the story to hear about the great projects these guys are working on. So thus far, y'all found yourselves in this strange new world made the trip across the uh, swamp and up the coastline, finally getting uh, to Fort Veshna. Um, from from there, y'all uh, traveled, y'all, well, y'all got to the tower first. Y'all traveled from the tower to the fort proper where y'all were educated on the fact that y'all have magic now, but that you must be careful in using it. You went on to Veshna, which is not much more than a farming village itself. Spent a little bit of gold you had, and then picked up some work tracking some big cats that had been killing the cattle. Uh, Rick almost died. Russell got a beautiful crit. And y'all got paid a little more than expected because you took out two cats instead of one and y'all were going to do your shopping list so we could go over that so who did their shopping list i went back over and uh pretty much the only stuff i the only stuff i did was i uh stocked up on rations and uh rations coffee and mead um as far as major purchases i'm pretty well taken care of okay Okay, Sean's not going to jump in. Um, I was pretty well set. Okay, that's not true. I did buy a chain shirt. Uh, I bought some more rations, some rope, and uh, as a little taste of home, I uh, oh, purchased. Mm. What's wrong? What? I was muted the whole time. <laughs> oh. I was saying things, and I was like, why is everyone ignoring me? Is this a running joke? Like, you said. <laughs> I thought y'all could hear me because I was typing and y'all were like, why is, what's Kermit typing over there? And I was like, why am I Kermit? And, and like, there was nothing. I was like, oh, okay, that didn't go over well. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you, you muted yourself. So uh, I bought a chain shirt. Uh, I was pretty well set uh, for that. I picked up some more rations, some rope, but uh, as a little taste of home, I did pick up a signal horn that caught my eye. Okay. And that's all for me. And uh, Sean, did you shop? Yeah, I, I got a uh, a mask and I replaced the now destroyed uh, planes camo netting. Okay. And did y'all keep the pelts, or did y'all sell them? I think Ooh. think the plan was to sell them. I didn't have any need for them, but I I don't know if you guys thought of anything. Mm. Uh, 
No, we had determined that they were like what 150 gold apiece. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the 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 uh, uh, Brigord learned math and how money works while he was uh, learning magic as well. So uh, hearing how much the, these pelts, which I did an all right job of skinning and dressing or whatever, the uh, the the gold we were going to get far exceeded anything I was going to do with them personally. So yeah. Okay. Do do they count as treasure items or or no? Count as treasure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like when we sell them, do do we get their full value or do we get their half value? You get their half value. Okay. So that's another fifty gold for each of us. And then once y'all have your money and goods updated, I'm going to direct you to the map. Now, as y'all had been told, um, the major, biggest major city in this part of the world is Valinor. Um, and it is not that far from y'all. Um, but there is nothing that says y'all have to go to Valinor. So, um, your map does have, though, all the major cities um, it has Valinor on it. It has uh, Middles- Middlesbrough, Redwater, Bradford, uh, Dunwich, Merkel, Bongbur, Chesterfield, Dark Dells, uh, Kelna, uh, Honkala. All of those major cities are on there. Um, it does have a place listed called The Cove, which has a note underneath it telling you that pirates are there um and it does have a a a town called hill point on it um which has a note written under it that that basically says avoid this place doesn't say why no it's just little notes that somebody has scribbled on the map do we recognize the handwriting as any of the instructors we had? No. Um, the maps, if you'll remember, they have writing on the back of them, too, that gave you a little bit of instruction and all. And it's all the same handwriting, but it is not any that y'all would recognize. But you may also remember that when y'all first met the, the uh, guard and were kind of explained to what was going on y'all were told by Thomas that they can't account for the packs they don't leave those oh yeah so at this point it is up to the group um, what y'all want to do y'all can y'all are free to do anything from building a homestead where you're at to traveling anywhere in the world you just made my dreams come true <laughs> I can now live out Skyrim Homestead and uh, retire. You can. <laughs> Just want to say that might make for a boring podcast. What? Epi- episode seven. The hey, chickens I don't come know. Home to roost, literally. Don't know which homestead he picked in Skyrim, but I've tried living in all of them, and the dragons still come attack me. Yeah, I've lived in all of them. Yeah, I, so, I'm def- yeah, I'm a know. glutton for this kind of stuff. But yeah, I, for sake of entertainment, uh, Brigord will say, um, I do not believe, 
I do not believe we are strong enough to face this mysterious message up north. Why not we explore this area some more till we can hone our stuff? Looks over at uh, Rick. and uh, Perhaps some restraint can be learned in the journey before we tackle such places. Yeah, yeah, muscles. I got it. <laughs> yeah, might be a good idea. Question then is this exploring the local area. Do we uh make our way over to Valinor or do we actually want to stick around here for a little while? It's a good target. Frankly, there's one thing I'm wondering. I think we should ask around town about. So, we're in this world with magic and big animals and all this fun stuff. Are there monsters? Well, who are you gonna ask? Uh, I mean, Rick would just ask around town. He would use his diplomatic abilities, <laughs> which are well. Let's see those in action. Yeah, wow. <laughs> which are kind of okay. Um, so I'm gonna use diplomacy to gather information. I'm asking around if people know about like if monsters are a thing or if like just dangerous um, animals are the worst they have to worry about. And if I may, I would like to uh, reach over to Rick and say. This is a fine idea, Rick. Allow me to assist you. And I'd like to cast Enhanced Diplomacy. Uh-huh. What does that do? It enhances your diplomacy. <laughs> yes. One sec, uh, one sec. Uh, plus, <laughs> you just get a plus two on Diplomacy check. Oh, okay. Purple or green? Purple. That's a nat 20. Uh, so, 24... On my gather information. Okay, yeah. So, you won't have any problem f- finding this out. Uh, the the innkeep, uh, you may remember him. His name is Gordon. Um, his first question to you would be, well, what do you consider a monster? <laughs> Rick probably takes a short but very hard think. Hmm unnatural shit and then thinks again and it's like wait that might be natural for them uh, things on land with tentacles many eyes uh, dragons zombies uh, the fly any creature as large or larger than the building we currently are in I would consider to be a monster do you have anything of such a size in this area in this area? Not that I know of. Now, your dragons and your zombies and all that kind of stuff, uh, they're they're real. Oh, shit. Alright. So, I suggest uh, a, a slight... Didn't, didn't they tell us that people from every other world and whatnot came here in different places and different different folks and different types and things? Yeah. 
then ain't it probably safe to assume that if it's up there in your noggin, there's a chance it may have came through? Yeah. So I think we should spend another day in town and give me all your weapons. <laughs> what do you have planned, Rick? Oh, contingencies in case we run into monsters. Uh, Brigord will uh, un uh, will not disarm. Yeah, I guess uh, disarm himself and hand him his weapons to uh, Rick. I'm gonna need your help too, Burger. With what? Not dying. Okay, so the DM needs to know precisely what you're going to do to these weapons. Um, I, I'm enchanting them. No uh, shit, we, Sherlock. Oh, I uh, love this show. <laughs> I said precisely. Uh, Brigard, what uh, weapons do you hand me? Uh, like, um, what do you have? Yeah, a uh, longbow, a dagger. Um, can you enchant my caltrops to be any? Uh, I mean, I can enchant my own caltrops, but uh, and uh, bardiche. Yeah, didn't you decide last time that caltrops with grease on them? Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's why I said I was going to. Uh, yeah, I was going to cast caltro- uh, grease on my own caltrops. Yep. So I think I'll hold on to the caltrops. I'll do that myself, but uh, I'll hand you. My Bardis, short sword, and longbow, and dagger. Okay. Um, you want me to write this in chat? Uh, yeah, that would help. Yeah. Russell, are you handing the kid any of your weapons? What do you have in mind for him? Uh, stuff to kill things. Okay. And I would like to remind you as a player, um, while you may not want to hand over your gun to this kid, <laughs> your ammo can be enchanted as well. Yeah, what, what Russell's, I guess what Russell's trying to drill at is that he can enchant his stuff. He's trying to figure out exactly what, what Rick's plan is for it, so I can decide whether or not I want to I go with it. Um, I want, uh, on the melee weapons, I want to, uh, I want to cast, uh, shock shield. I think, I think that does what I think it does. Let me look right quick. Oh, wait, that's including you. Never mind. That's fucking, no. Uh, probably touch attacks but yeah if you can enchant your own stuff that's that's fine we just need to survive enchanting them because these are just going to be like single use yeah it's just one use um probably burning hands is a good good thing to put on things you hit it and if they're if it's got allies nearby you can blow them up too check a thing real quick I have a question for the uh, more seasoned Pathfinder players. Is there a lifelink spell where uh, Rick would take, I would cast on Rick, if he would take a certain amount of damage, uh, Brigord would uh, soak that damage up instead? I know, I know I it's an oracle. I believe there's one for oracles, yes. Yeah, I knew it was, uh, it was uh, it's a, I looked at it, it's a, 
supernatural or as a standard action supernatural ability sort of thing so i'm not technically an oracle i didn't know if i would have access to that as that's not a true spell so no there there's an actual spell that does it uh very similarly i think it's called shield other uh and i'm not going to cast it if it's way above uh Uh, it is a level two spell oof yeah, I, I did a zero in first level spells for my uh, the uh, classes I had spells for, so I didn't go that much. Um, yeah, and it just splits the damage. It doesn't make you absorb all of it. So yeah, you would take half damage from all wounds and attacks, and the amount of damage not taken by you is taken by me. Yeah. All right, so I, th- I think I've made a decision uh, for melee weapons. Chill touch, because it will grant... Not one attack with extra damage, but two, as well as dealing, potentially dealing one strength damage, and uh, it will make undead flee. If they fail, we will save. I will certainly hand over my uh, my uh, short sword for that treatment. All right. So because I'm level two, you'll get two hits out of that. Uh. Uh, and I'll do that to the Bardiche and any other melee weapons that uh, were okay. handed to me. Yep. Uh, short sword, dagger, Bardiche. Yeah, so all of those will have chill touch on them. Uh, and the bow, you had a long bow, right? Yep. Uh, I will give it... Ah, shit. Ah, shit! <laughs> ah, shit, the spell. Um... You may have to explain that one to me. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, fortitude save. I'm just gonna take a guess. <laughs> and is that two uh, hits for each of those weapons, Sean? That uh, will get chill touch. Yes. Cool. Uh, what levels? This is only level one, but it's very good for your bow. I'm gonna put gravity bow on your bow. I'm also gonna put it on mine. What's that one do? It uh, does damage as if you were uh, a, a size larger okay yeah yes please i had chosen that spell as well uh which i think longbow is what a d8 yep so you'll deal 2d6 and i will likewise enchant my short bow with that could you use that on your uh firearm russell for uh, uh Make it a little cannon. Uh, it specifically affects bolts and arrows. Gotcha. That would be busted as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guns are already kind of busted, so. <laughs> it's like 2d6 times 4. <laughs> no, the thing to make fucking guns scary is to give them keen. Oh, Jesus. There are lots of ways to make guns scary. The The most broken way to treat any ranged weapon is to uh, give it flaming shock, corrosive, and uh, frost qualities so that you just deal plus 46 damage on top of it. Right, and then when you, <laughs> when you uh, take into account, too, that you're always going against touch. Yeah. Yeah. Guns are just scary to begin with. So. Yeah. 
Uh, and y'all still have the magic arrows, yeah, that I yes. gave y'all before. Okay. All right, so you are going to spend your time getting these weapons ready before you set out. Yes. And getting and, lovely back rubs from Burger. Yep, the entire time, yes, I'll, I'll be rubbing his shoulders uh, one HP at a time every six seconds. <laughs> All right. And if he starts to look particularly slack, I will cast Cure Light Wound. But, uh... Okay. Try to conserve my own energies. Uh, I think I think he'd be patient enough to not like try just boom boom boom. Well, I mean, our last battle uh, would uh, cause me to question that sort of. We're not in tactic. a fight. <laughs> I also wasn't angry at anything at the moment. <laughs> I'm not angry at the short sword. I was angry at the fucking tiger thing, <laughs> mountain lion. <laughs> You do know there's a big difference between a tiger and a mountain lion, right? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make just, sure. Like, whenever I think of it in my head, it's a tiger. Well, I mean, if you want to be dead, I can accommodate you. I, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you sure? Mm-hmm. Can okay. I do sleight of hand to uh, not actually cast my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Say, uh, if... Brigard is willing to help out. Russell also wants to do um, warding weapon on his dagger, and a um, there's a spell I used last time. I cannot remember the name of it. Where I can pretty much call my weapon with a. Uh, it's either call weapon or returning weapon. I, I believe you you're talking about call weapon. Those are um, enchantments. He uses spell. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. those are spells. I just can't remember the name of the spell, but it's pretty much... I can call the weapon from so many feet away. Right. Um, I don't remember the name of it <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, summon weapon? I don't play spellcasters enough to know the names of all the spells. Let me see if I can Google it. Oh, well. My bad for lack of prep. I'll uh, I'll do it next time. Yeah. The problem is there's so many spell lists to look through. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there are some good psychic spells there. There. Yeah, I was scrolling. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've always been too chicken shit to try some of those uh, fancier classes, and I'm lazy. I suppose that counts too. Druids and shit and rogues, they make sense to me. Psychic? I mean, a psychic is just a sorcerer, basically. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with, uh, with druids. But, uh, I get banned from playing them a lot. And then, um, if I play anything else, it's usually sorcerer, so I have a very limited spell list to work with. But anyhow, while y'all are Make sure y'all y'all uh, make note of the spells you're putting on. Um, Sean, make sure you send them the text for the stuff you're putting on their weapons. But Mister Mister Russell, yes. Now you're a man with a keen eye for the ladies. For uh, for better or worse. At one point, when you go downstairs to grab you a drink or something and you will notice this woman at the bar 
and I can hit send, I promise. Um, she is an elven lady. A little older than the elven woman you encountered before. But as you as you start over towards the bar, she is she's talking to Gordon, the bartender, and she seems upset. Oh, not gonna try to pry too quickly, but yeah, Russell's gonna kinda saddle over to the bar a couple of spots down. And a nod to Russell for whenever he's ready and drink. Um and like Gordon's seen you come down and everything, he'll he'll fix your drink and he'll bring it over. And she just keeps talking. Like, she is just talking to this bartender and, like, doesn't doesn't even stop when you come sit down. <laughs> and it's just rambling on and she's worried and da-da-da-da-da. And Gordon's trying to ensure her that he's sure everything's okay. That sometimes when people take trips, it takes a day or two longer than they expected. She's worried about nothing to give them a day or two, you know. And she's just certain something horrible has happened and is is arguing against any reason that Gordon tries to share with her (laughs) did she mention who she's waiting for at any point or you have not heard okay Uh, you you figure it's more than one because Gordon's referring to them as they and does she have a drink already she does okay Russell's just going to kind of look down the bar and go, uh, pardon, ma'am? Yes. You, uh, mentioned you were looking for someone? My girls, my girls live over in Valinor. They were supposed to be coming to visit. Ah. I expected them here yesterday. Well, you know... How are they traveling? By foot? By, uh... Do do y'all have coaches? Some people do, but, uh... No, they they would likely be on foot, or they might have rented horses. They they don't get to come home too often. (laughs) And they've they've done it before, though? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, my oldest, Ardell, she's been doing this for a few years now. Um, the twins just went went with her about six months ago to start work at the temple. So this this is their first trip home. Uh, well, I mean, me and my companions we were we were planning on heading Valinor Way, anyways. Um, I suppose if we were to notice anything along the route, if uh, and he'll pull out his map and kind of set it on the bar. If you could uh. Show me the way they normally take. Uh, well, I've never actually made the trip with uh, with Ardell. She's a smart girl, though. I figure she sticks close to the water. Fair enough. Well then, I mean they're uh, they're not young young children. Um, I I call them my girls, but they are grown. Really. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> yes, sir. It's just, you know, well, they grew quickly. They're half-elves. Ah. Well, then, and he'll 
In, in true Russell fashion, he'll kind of make it an excuse to jump over one or two spots. And uh, I suppose they would have come right straight across towards the water if they were from Valinor. Follow the bay across right here. Maybe not go all the way up there. And he'll, he's going to pretty much trace out a route that would follow the water. Which would frankly be the way we'd go about it. So, once again, we could, uh, when we head out, uh, in the morning, we could, uh, make sure to keep an eye out. If we pass them on the road safely, we'll, uh, make sure to have them send our well wishes and, you know, if, you know, God forbid something untowards were to happen, um, we're not without resources to lend aid. Well... I would appreciate it. I just, I don't know. Gordon seems to think I'm just being a worry wart. It's your nature to do it. Don't worry about it. But, um, your name though, in case I see him on the road. Oh, my name is Adelaide. Adelaide. Well met, Adelaide. Russell. Russell Clark. Does Russell have any knowledge religion? Yes, he does now. Could Russell roll a knowledge religion? Yes, he could. Russell had rolled a 21. All right. So this woman is wearing it's the dress itself is is white. It's extremely sheer, um, very like a gossamer fabric. Mm hmm. The belting around it is in a deep purple and has symbols on it, which you recognize as something you have seen in one of the books. This is uh, the holy symbol of Arche. Arche. Which uh, the... Uh, the it's basically just like a figure that has like colorful sashes all over it and everything is the okay. is the holy symbol um and it's alternated with pictures of little swans which are Arche's sacred animal now from what you have read Arche is one of the it, gods here are strange they're known what's known as a imperial lord Mm-hmm. Arshay is an angel, but also a god. Okay. Um, known for being a champion for re the repressed and weary, and uh, trying to free mortals from their bonds. Uh, liberation is a big part of Arshay's worshippers. But Arshay is also very, very, like very concerned with sexuality and physical beauty scrolls back up to picture obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and so this woman is dressed in the in typical gear for a priestess and she did mention that the daughters worked at the temple Russell's going to stop and put together the fact that there's a group of scantily clad elf maids out there in the forest that have been missing for a day. 
realize that there might be some urgency involved in this. <laughs> well, yeah, then. Let me, uh... Let me go and talk to, uh... To my companions. See if perhaps we can head out a bit sooner. What, what time of day is it? At this point. Um... I'm going to say with all the crafting or enchanting that's been going on, that kind of stuff, it's probably early afternoon now. So about two o'clock. We just might stand a good chance of getting out on the road and uh, probably finding them on their way into town for this evening. So, uh, would you have any way to more, uh, more likely pinpoint their location? Well... I don't have any kind of, of divination magic or anything of that nature. Um, to be kind of hard to miss, though. I um, if they took after you, I could uh, I could tell, but uh... well, they they wear the same robes and and such. I don't... Have you seen a half-elf before? Yes. Um, they had one, um... Over at the fort, I guess, for our, uh, our indoctrination. Wait, no. No, I did not see a half-elf, did I? But... Um... Let me look right quick. The divine instructor was a half-elf man. Okay. Russell's going to continue with that line of logic because he did he did manage to say this once before. He goes, "So, uh, how's a how's a half elf come about anyway?" Um. Well, most of them are got a, a elven parent and a human parent. Ah. So I would suppose one elven parent and one parent of another race would still be a a half elf. So, an elf and a human. Most generally, yes. Mm-hmm. Just the academic studies. You're one of the travelers. Yes. As uh, we are uh, pretty much the only things on two legs and talking in my world were uh, were humans. Oh, so that sounds boring. It really was. I had no idea until now. Well, if you find my girls, we should totally teach you all about our Shay. Fair enough. I, uh, I think I could stand to learn more than what they just put in a book. Books never give the full story. Arshay believes that you should be free in every aspect. That's pretty fair thinking. A whole lot of people where I'm from uh, go a long way to see that. A freed mind, it's, it's truly visionary. But in order to free your mind, you really need to kind of free your physical body from all its restraints too. All these people with their rules, it, it's really unhealthy for them. 
There's there's sound logic in that, I suppose. But Ardell, Ardell would be the one to talk to. She's she's the head priestess now. Oh. So your your daughter is the head priestess of Arche. Well, in in this region, yes. Ah. And she's one of the ones making the trip. Or yes. The older, yeah. Okay. I'd assume the older of the three. Yes, she took over. When she came of age, I retired. She took over. Still, I. What do they have there? Like a ten-year career plan? Well, no, I'm, I'm about two hundred years old. Russell's gonna kind of stop and look, and just kind of openly look up and down, and down and back up. And this is this is typical for an elf. Oh yes, elves are about the longest lived race around. Okay, so if this is this is going to take a bit to wrap my head around. No, not going to worry about it. There's much better things to be doing. Most likely. Like hitting on elf milfs. <laughs> All this talk about uh, freeing yourself in every way possible and Brigord still rubbing Russell uh, Rick's shoulders. <laughs> keeping him alive as their weapons are being enchanted. <laughs> it's, it's like we're in the room above that and like the sexual tension is just like seeping up through the floorboards and making things <laughs> suffer. <laughs> serving people going up and down the stairs or going up uh going down serving people down there hearing what they're saying and coming up and seeing us did <laughs> <laughs> uh, say free yourself from all constraints guys I mean yeah different strokes on your shoulders. <laughs> yes, I'm sure Brigor knows Shiatsu. That's what he learned in that week. <laughs> yeah. yes. It's the somatic component. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if that's the way you want to cast, that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when we get back, work work first, education second, play third. We get back from this. I I came across a very interesting book. You you might be interested to see. I don't have it, but I I could show you some spells. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about the Playboy? <laughs> No. <laughs> now that now that you mention it, now that you mention it, <laughs> but no. Russell's going to try to be professional and finish up his drink and go. I uh, 
I've got a horrible feeling that I could wind away the entire evening sitting right here at this bar. Or better yet, not much of it sitting right here at this bar, but keeping the same company. But we should get to work. Let me yeah, go and... Staying here probably won't help find the girls. Yes. But, um, let me go check on my companions and just see how just soon we can get them out the door. All right. That he'll tip his hat and kind of make his way up the stairs, find the room and knock on the door. He's knocking on your door, guys. Oh, fuck. Just one minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle of casting. Uh, same. <laughs> Just come to the door like 30 <laughs> seconds later. Rock, like, like stretching. Like, ah. Yeah, what's up? Well, um... While you two were in here uh, casting spells and rubbing on each other, um, I might have found us a job. Another one? What do we got? Someone else in need of our assistance? Precisely, Brigard. What's it paying? You know, the subject of pay never came up directly. Aren't you a fucking gambler? Yes, and, uh, how can I put this in a way you would get it, kid? Sometimes there are things other than money that you gamble for. I mean, with. <laughs> Alright, Gramps. I am sure there would be some form of monetary compensation. It's a simple job anyway. There's this lady downstairs, elf woman, uh, whose daughters were due in to visit. They're a day late or on their arrival, and she just wants us to see if anything's gone awry. They're already heading to uh, to the city, just like we are. They're heading from the city, just like we're heading to the city. Way I see it, we head out a little bit earlier than planned, make sure they're, they're safe and on their way, probably meet them this afternoon or tomorrow morning, you know, send word back to mother. I mean, I've got a spell that can do that. And uh, then we're back on our, we're still on our way to Valinor. No time lost. Something's arrived. Maybe we help them out. We escort them back here to Vashna. If these people are unprepared to travel in the wilds, we should help them if we can. Brigard's making really good point. I'm still failing to see where you get something out of this. Why don't I tell you what? I am not asking, you know, I feel like I don't have the right, the right information to answer your questions, kid. So why don't you come downstairs, talk to the nice lady, and uh, maybe she can help you out. I <laughs> make a sense motive. What am I? Am I bluffing? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you might not be bluffing, but, uh, like, I, I want to see if you're, like, still kind of, kind of bullshitting. Okay, I'll go. I guess I'll go diplomacy. To 24. <laughs> very good, so. Uh, sense motive. That's a 10. 
Trust me, kid. You come downstairs, it'll be apparent. But um, <laughs> this was any other character I play, I would have done that. <laughs> I would have bit any other character. <sighs> I guess we uh, or I accompany downstairs. Okay, well, when you get downstairs, this lady is still sitting at the bar talking to Gordon. She is an elven lady, um, a bit older than the elven ladies you'd met at the fort, but she's an elf, so still not very old looking. Um, she is dressed in the robes of Arche, um, which are not a lot of robe, uh, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, she's just sitting there having a conversation with Gordon. I look at her. I look back at Russell. I look at her. I look at Russell. So you didn't ask about Hay. Because if she bends over, you can see her tits. This does a favor for the lady kid. We're gonna wake up in a fucking bathtub missing a kidney. No? <sighs> no? Why would someone just kill you and take your parts and then put you in a bathtub? You're gonna die and bleed out anyway. Well, you can live without one kidney, for one, and two because they get sold on the black market, but I don't suppose it's... A... I don't know, there's fucking magic. People can probably preserve organs. Why the hell would someone take someone's organs? I just lean over and super condescending like well cowboy <laughs> I go on to explain about black market organ uh, shit and organ transplants would the organs of those beasts we slain have gotten us more profit than the pelts I don't think so out of character what was uh, Arche that was her name Arche is, is the goddess Oh, Arshay's the goddess. What's what was the the elf woman's name? Adelaide. Adelaide. Hey, yeah. Now I'll I'll walk back over towards the bar. And... Excuse me, Miss Adelaide. Yes. As um, maybe my companion thought up one more tiny question. I don't think it's a big deal, but apparently it is to him. Um. We go out, we do this thing, say we, we find your daughters in a situation where they need your our help getting back into town. Um, he was wondering if there'd be any form of monetary compensation. I'm sure we could spare a little. We don't have a lot of money. Uh, we usually trade other things for uh, work that needs to be done. I kind of look towards Rick be like, like I said, kid, other things. Yeah, that's that. You know, that's real specific. A fucking shank in a kidney is another thing. I don't know what went wrong in the world between me and you, as far as time's concerned. But ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> Rick, Rick thinks that Arche wants his kidney for some reason. <laughs> Rick, Rick is suspicious. Rick wants the terms and conditions. And they're not being given. He's Rick hasn't just 
Rick hasn't just scrolled past them his entire life and just click accept. <laughs> I mean, he has, but like this is like scammer talk. Like this is like we'll pay you with other things. I I, I gladly pay you Tuesday. Rick has not bothered to ask the lady anything. He's just letting uh, Russell act as a go-between. <laughs> I'd just like to apologize for any listeners if this line makes it into the podcast. Brian is a fairly decent guy, I would like to think, most of the time. Uh, Rick has the, heat- <laughs> Russell has the hedonist trait. <laughs> And Rick, Rick is fucking an asshole from the 21st century. This, this, this sounds like, hello, your car insurance payment has hey. not been met. Please pay 2000 gold. But yeah, Russell is, is fine with, with the uh, trade and services. Um... Rick seems to be having an issue because he thinks Arshay wants his kidney. So, what is Brigger thinking about all this? This is inaccurate. Wondering just how much uh, an organ from those cats would have went for. I mean, 150 for pelts was great. If this kind of uh, other market could offer more, perhaps he's been a uh, 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 hunter gathering skinning pelts the wrong way. <laughs> I would try to explain to Brigger that human organs are expensive because humans need those organs to not die. And humans have money. What of these monsters you spoke of earlier? If we were to harvest those organs, could we fetch a higher price? I don't fucking know. Did they have a black market? Uh, knowledge local? See if there's a black market? <laughs> okay. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Does the zombie need a new fucking lung? I don't know. If we take a dragon heart, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're gonna fetch a pretty copper. 26 oh, knowledge yeah, local to see if there's a black market. Um, you have read that there are some animal parts, usually not just average animals like your big cats or whatnot that can be sold for magical research. Brigger to look over at Rick with just a shitty eating grin just we will fetch all of the money from these quests. That's did, did you not hear the man? Not your average animal. <laughs> With these abilities, I feel we may go up against not your average monsters for much longer. Okay, so we'll find out how much a zombie dick is worth. Thank you. Please, let us move on. You invited me to the show. No, not not me. I would gladly fucking shoot this shit. No, Rick. Damn it. Like... I think I worded that poorly. I think you did too. <laughs> I would gladly continue this conversation. Rick, however, does not want to continue discussing the ins and outs of illegal organ trade in the common room of Look, the Look, kids, speaking of ins and outs, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Nice. <laughs> We're back on track. <laughs> 
<laughs> Robin's gonna love you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Rick by the shoulder and pull him away. Did you happen to do any reading on the different deities of this world? A tiny, tiny bit. Are you familiar with Arche? Does a 13 make me familiar with Arche? Uh, you recognize the name of the goddess, but, or god, but, uh, you don't recall a whole lot of information about just real general, uh, it's, it's a god of liberation and freedom. Uh, it's fucking god of the USA, I don't know. Their, uh, their particular expression of freedom is, uh, generally involves a horizontal surface and the uh, the advantages that not wearing very much robe lends them. Are you talking about a pig fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Rick was going to say something. Anything. But not that. And I don't think he's able now to say something uh, anything <laughs> he just looks at me they're they're looking to pay with trade this sounds fishy this sounds like cult shit this is <sighs> see the bad part is I'm trying to reconcile this as you know <laughs> this, this, this was probably a fair this was a, a, an accepted practice in Russell's time <laughs> legally and it wasn't yeah. in Rick's so, <laughs> yeah. it's like, like look it's just barter <laughs> it's just like <laughs> actually on that note yeah Russell look, over, <laughs> look, look the, the pretty ladies are offering to our trade in entertainment for us helping them out. Oh, they are performers. Of course. Yes. Well, we'll we'll stick with that big guy. I'm gonna look back. Just when exactly between my time and yours did this become something you're gonna get so uptight about? About the time that this shit is what gets you dead. <sighs> dead, stuck in a cult, robbed, without your money, diseased, etc. Well, first of all, any diseases you may or may not catch, if you can't take care of them, I can heal them. I'm sure Brigard probably can. So I can detect have... curses and poisons and disease. Well, I guess that this world doesn't have to worry about gonorrhea or AIDS or syphilis. Yes, go down the list, Sean. <laughs> the play. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going... To help the nice lady find her daughters. Russell's just gonna kinda nod his head because I personally think it's the right thing to do, payment or no. Would you agree, Brigard? Brigard's mind is off wondering about what kind of entertainment they're gonna provide. He's picturing them juggling and <laughs> archery contests, um <laughs> uh, feats of strength. Break dancing. Yes, break dancing. Yes, that's what the horizontal surface is for. <laughs> How else are they supposed to do that? Will they bust a move? 
<laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh fuck. Alright, fine. You wanna think with your dick, we'll see how long you hang on your kidneys. Rick is very, very <sighs> cynical. I mean, yeah? So, come on then, boys. Let's grab our stuff. Let's get on the road. Alright, so, typically y'all can cover, it's, uh, on horseback, it's four hexes a day, but about, ha you know, half the day has gone by already. So, unless y'all want to ride through the night, y'all are gonna, cover, you know, traverse about two hexes today. Okay. I figured we, uh, we'll just try to make towards water as soon as possible <clears throat> and follow water, see if we see anything. Alright. So, um, if y'all head, like, straight east out of town, <laughs> y'all will be heading right towards that little natural bay that comes in there, and then y'all could follow the coastline. Mm-hmm. Or y'all could kind of travel at an angle to, uh, get to the point where... Where it comes inland most, whichever you wish to do. Probably whichever way the road is. Well, there's not any proper roads. There's not a beaten path? There is not a beaten path. Now, if you look on the map there where the word Veshna covers over the little uh, small mountainous area, mm -hmm. there is a spot where there's just like uh, the one hex that has the mountainous terrain. Um, there, there is a, a valley through there that makes it easy to cut through. So that's the most taken route coming and going from the uh, city is, is to use that valley for a crossing. I'd say probably there then. But uh, uh, beyond that, there's not like a proper road of any kind. To the west. Why are you going west? I thought you were yeah. east. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a major cock block you're doing, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> He's having trouble with his directions again. We're back where we we're, we're back where we woke up in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Russell is like you could boil an egg on his face. Take the uh <laughs> I figured we would take the valley through the mountain and then go towards the bay area yeah, okay. as directly as possible because if they're on foot it would be the same amount of days travel from the bay area to the tip of the thing right so better to it, that logic would say if they were on foot they would have stuck to the bay as long as they could before they headed out right so y'all will get to the valley for the first night and have to uh make camp there um, unless y'all decide to try to ride on through the night. Uh, oh, um, one second. I believe I have a spell just for that. Where... Do, 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 do. Tireless Pursuit. Let me just verify its uh, usability here. And it should... It, it ignores fatigue while hustling is the, uh, the, qu the quick thing. But, oh, it only works uh, hour per level... So, well, I guess I, we could do it for some time. I could cast it on each of us. Oh, this is range personal. Does that mean I can't make it for anyone else? 
Right. That's yeah. that oh, person's okay. spell is just for you. Gotcha. Okay. Well, now I know my way. Yeah. Another cho- another choice too is the what's it expeditious retreat that increases movement speed. Yeah, but that only lasts minutes. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. Expeditious retreat, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it'd given us that last time, and we used it. Now, I do know from playing a paladin once, um, you do have available to you a spell where instead of uh, having to set up camp for a long period of time so that everybody gets eight hours of sleep while still keeping watch, you can cast a spell on yourself that lets you be fully rested without having to sleep. It's called called Keep Watch, I believe. Um, You still technically have to rest, but you just don't have to sleep. You don't have to sleep. You just have to sit sit there and and rest while you're keeping an eye out for things. So if you want to shorten time spent at camp, you can use that spell. Yes, I will do that. Yeah, I uh, just needed to keep scrolling to get to the paladins. I didn't put them in alphabetical order for some dumb reason. Yep, so uh, I will definitely do that. It's one creature touched per two levels. So... Um... A port object... That's the. Oh, uh, you finally found it? Yes. But yeah, that's a very good paladin spell. And then they have another spell that will let them actually sleep in medium and heavy armor without taking penalties. Which is also a good spell for characters who are wearing a lot of armor on the road. Yeah. As we're getting ready to head out, I'll get our. Uh, once we get to camp that evening, I, I want to get Brigard to help me set up a port object on my, on my pistol. All right. Um, so y'all will camp, and like, I don't imagine Brigard is uncomfortable at all out in the the wooded mountains and whatnot. Being uh, the trees are different from what you're used to. They they are not evergreen trees. They are deciduous trees. So mm-hmm. the trees are a little different. But I don't imagine it's all that uncomfortable to you. Uh, no, after uh, that bustling, relatively bustling uh, village we were in and that cramped uh, inn we were staying at, this feels good. He's breathing deep. He's uh, riding high on the horse. He is. Yeah, he is and if, if, if Brigard thinks Veshno was, was a bustling town, just wait till he hits Valinor. <laughs> uh, Russell, I imagine you had to cross the mountains in the east to get out towards Arizona. Yep. So, this probably all looks pretty mundane to you. Rick, I don't know if you ever have been out of the city, have you? Yeah, I've been out hunting before. I, I didn't used to live in the city when my parents weren't broke-ass sons of bitches. So, so then you probably wouldn't be too uncomfortable with this either. And so, you would spend the night in the valley. Are you casting the spell on yourself or on somebody else to keep watch? Um, I will take turns. I'm going to uh, take the first watch because uh, I want to I want to soak this up as much as I can. Okay. The idea of the keep watch spell is you keep all the watches. Oh, I guess I would be. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I will. I will do all the watches. What level spell is it? Level one. It's it's a level one spell, and ah, here it is. Yep. It might be a good idea to cast it on two of us each night. I can only cast it uh, one creature per two levels. Is is that 
Is everyone else? Tracy, are you looking at it? Okay. That means that in that one casting, you can only cr- do one creature for every two levels. You of can course. cast it multiple times, though. Gotcha. Of course. Okay. Yeah. I, so, so that yep. is an option. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll do that. All righty. So who who all is staying up? Rick will stay up. Drink. Will I? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, Russell. Russell will volunteer. All right. So, Rick, you're going to bed down and get some rest. Mm-hmm. And the other two are going to stay up and keep watch. I imagine keep a little fire going and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, every once in a while, y'all will hear some animals about, but they don't come up near the fire. Um, Brigger, this is not at all strange to you. Animals don't know about fire, generally. Most of them avoid it, um, just out of instinct. Um, I imagine even in Russell's time, most animals didn't want to come up to campfires very (laughs) frequently, most wild animals. Um, It's not like the modern day where they're so used to seeing lights and everything that, you know, they mostly avoid the fire. And y'all would get set back out the next morning and would start heading towards the shoreline. Y'all would get to a point where you're not necessarily for the trees seeing the shore at all, but you can hear the water, you can hear the waves, and then I need everybody to make perception checks. Oh, that's a nat Uh, You too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's still a seven. That's a Grand total of a three for Russell. He's probably uh, clutching his cup of coffee too tightly. Sean, what'd you get? 16. Nice. Okay. Well, um, you hear a female voice yelling down near the coastline. I mean, just ranting. You motherfuckers, you're not getting away with this. I will come after you. I'm not scared of your fucking slaver asses. It's <laughs> just on and on. Uh, Rick will be like, uh, I think we've got trouble. And ride off, like turn off in that direction, drawing his bow. Russell will uh, get ready. Um, probably just go ahead and put the gun in his hand as he follows suit. All right. Rigor's going to draw his bow and cast a spell. Okay. What are you casting? War Train Mount. Oh, good spell. All right. So y'all kick these horses into gear, get up towards the shoreline. And still at the shore, this, this, you see this girl and she is screaming it. I mean, you could see a boat off in the distance. Um, it is like trying to make its way out of the bay. And she is throwing a goddamn conniption fit. It's like... Rick, you would have to imagine that if it was at all possible, she'd be shooting laser beams out of her eyes at these people. Like, she is pissed. Hey, what's going on? She'll turn around abruptly and look at you and, 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 and like point a finger at you and she'll be, if you think you are taking me and making me get on that boat and being a fucking slave, you've got something else coming. Bitch, shut up. What is going on? They took the girls. 
You'd be uh, one of Adelaide's daughters? Yes, sorry. I am Ardell. They've got the twins. I've got to go stop them. Can I borrow your horse? I'll reach a hand out to her. Come on up. They're taking them to Valinor to sell them on the slave box. Slaves? Slaves. Yes, slaves. I guess this place is still old world. How far out are they? Okay, so y'all... Let me let me see. All right, you see the the blue hex that comes to Featherston. Mm-hmm. Y'all are about one hex up from that on the western shore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the slave ship would be about two hexes away from that. Dang, they're moving. Oh, so it's okay. Yeah, it's far away. She she was yelling for just to yell. Then basically they can. Yeah, she she's just upset um and to to begin with and uh mr briggard you have druid spells yes i do so i want you to make an intelligence check okay okay uh intelligence 19 on the die that's a plus zero so 19 okay so you're guessing that they are using a spell to create wind because the cells are much fuller than the wind would uh, naturally give and they're moving at a much higher rate of speed than you would expect them to Mm. they're using your guess would be magic to create wind and power the ship gotcha okay um, how far away are we from the ship it's about two hexes out into the water Mm. it is it is staying um near the shoreline, which from the maps, y'all would know that that's going to be its most direct way to get to Valinor because Valinor is on the next bay. Well, I suppose we get to riding then, because last time I checked, I can't get the horse to run over water. Well, about that... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was Don. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ride along, I'll, I'll spur my horse, and then I'll go around and slap the flank of both of my friends. Um, I'm pretty sure I have water walk. Just make sure so I'm not killing myself. I think water walking is a level 3 spell. Okay, then no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I can, we can breathe water. Uh... Yeah, water walk's a level 3 spell. Okay, no, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was doing some window shopping on spells. Uh, Brigor would be like, Ironically, uh, it's actually a level two spell for uh, um, Russell. Really? Yeah, mediums can cast it at level two. Well, what's the duration on it? Uh, ten minutes a level, so probably still not nearly enough. Yeah, you guys across the bay, probably barely. It might help us cut corners, but I'd have to yeah, I'd have to cast it three times every time we used it, which would pretty much put me down. But two minutes between castings would be six minutes of casting for ten minutes of riding. I mean, theoretically, yeah. if uh, if uh, um, Ardell. Road drove, if Ardell actually did the riding of the horse, 
and Russell stood back and let Brigard healing while they rode. We could maybe actually pull it off. Make an intelligence check, please. Okay. Being 18. You do know that Ardell is a priestess, which means she has devoted herself to a god. So if she has any healing spells, she can cast them unlimit unlimitedly. Oh. Uh, Ardell, correct? Yes, sir. If I can get our horses riding on water, can you keep me conscious? Yes, that's, that's simple enough. Excellent. Well then, hold on tight. You can do the same for me, I can speed us up. If you can ride close enough for me to reach you. I think I can. Okay, so yeah, I'll be, uh, it'll take, I don't know, depending on how, how, at what level she, she heals, but I'll, I'll be taking 20 points of damage per casting. Okay. Now the question is, you know, if we're going to get real crazy, is this going to help us cut across the bay and beat them to Valinor? Or are the horses going to be fast enough to catch the boat? Are you doing expeditious retreat on them? Yeah. All right. Um, y'all should be able to, if if you go like as the crow flies towards Valinor, <laughs> y'all should be able to beat them. Because while the ship is moving at a pretty good clip, it still has to uh, navigate around other traffic, get into the bay, things of that nature, um, and get to the docks. You would imagine you can get to the docks before they do. That's where uh, Brigor can come in because he can cast Alter Wind and have it blow the opposite direction that's aiding them. Kind of like a... Very give them cool. a, Yeah, give them a... Not disadvantage, but give them a disadvantage with their uh, ability to move faster than us. But I need to be and close. I need to be within 10 feet of uh, the ship, actually. Is that's possible? I don't. I don't think y'all will be that close to it if you're going to try to cut across to get to Valinor first. Um, if you have any other spells though that will help increase the rate of travel for the horses or something like that, that will help. Um, she is going to be casting um, the mass spell so that pretty much all of all of y'all in uh, in a group will will get the cures on it. And she will be curing 68 plus 5 points of damage. Holy shit. Okay, so with that in tow, I have a combo that I would like to cast, if at all possible. Alright. I would like to cast, like, get everybody with Expeditious Retreat, because it hits for longer. Then I'd like to cast False Life on myself and get at least, like, until I get 5... Or at least six temporary hit points, which is possible because it's a D10 plus two. Uh, and then I want to cast haste, which only lasts a couple of rounds. But holy fuck, that's right. another thirty feet. If you take her, if you take her average, just the average on healing, um, she's going to be healing twenty-five points around. Okay, so at worst, I'd have to wait two rounds. So. One of us, probably me since I'm capable of casting haste, can get there really, really fast. Like, I don't think I can cast haste on all of us. Uh, or we can alternate it to try and 
kind of make a little bit of an average up. Well, you'll probably want to try to stay uh, within the group so you get hit by her right. healing each round. Yeah, you're, you're right. Now, if, if the others have access to similar spells... Sometimes. Oh, oh, I do have something for that. I have... Um... is it okay uh nature's path i know i know the shortest easiest and fastest way through the wilderness that's a level one spell it lasts for eight hours so i can cast it on all three of us and take that awesome so yeah uh so we are making just a straight up beeline the uh quickest path to the water anything else y'all thrown in the mix oh i guess i should have asked uh is it like a full-on ship, like a Pirates of the Caribbean ship? Yeah, or... it's a yeah, it's a big ship. Yeesh, never mind. Oh, never mind. That's the spell I wanted. Level two spell. <laughs> uh, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna last ten minutes per level. It's called Sea Steed. Target adapts to life in the water, gaining piscine scales that cover its body and growing fins in place of feet. It gains the aquatic subtype, the amphibious quality, and a swim speed equal to its base speed before it came under the effect of the spell. So we can stop casting uh, water walking. It's still a level two spell, so it's still draining the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, but she's she's uh, healing about twenty five points. Okay. Every round. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah. And this lasts for uh, 10 minutes per level. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good combo. So, yeah, so basically we... Uh, we yeah, you'll be fully get, healed before you have to cast it again. Mm-hmm. We get to the water and our uh, our horses turn into a hippocampus. <laughs> is, that the right, is that the right mythological beast? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. And mm-hmm. it's actually a thing. I know it from uh, Age of Mythology vid- uh, computer game. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I am contributing. I was worried because all my stuff was uh, healing-ish, buffing-ish. Oh yeah, there's you've got some good buff spells when the time yeah. does come to fight. So could I uh, bless water to make it uh, more viscous, thereby increasing our speed as I tap into my inner Sean? <laughs> sure, I'll let I'll let you do it just for trying to be. A- uh, in tune <laughs> with your inner Sean. Awesome. Because I for can't... reasons still unknown yeah. to anybody with common sense, I think he's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I see it sometimes. So, so y'all are booking it across and through the water <laughs> with these uh, aquatic horses at times. Um... How much has their speed increased in total? Let, let, me, let me make sure it's, uh, uh, yes, 30 feet increased. Uh, so okay. what's that total? Uh, 80, I think. Okay, so technically it's now 70 <laughs> because while under the effects of sea steed, the target's base speed is reduced by 10. Well, then if we stick with water walking, it stays the same. 
Oh really? Does it just cancel each other out? Okay. One thing I can do, uh, it's gonna take me two rounds to cast each time, but I can continue with Expeditious Retreat on top of that and make our speed total 90 and I can make our horses fly. It's been a couple days since been a couple days since Brigord's thrown up, so yeah. Why not? Let's fly. <laughs> All right, so you are going to actually go as the crow goes. Yeah. So uh, I have to cast False Life on myself and then uh, and then cast Fly because it's a level 3 spell, and if I don't cast False Life first, I'm going to die. Uh, but the base fly speed becomes 60, then gets the plus 30 from Expeditious Retreat, and zoom, zoom, motherfuckers, we gone. Cool, I'm going to cast uh, Resistance on myself. <laughs> I like how the last line in the fly spell is see falling damage if something bad happens. <laughs> Can I cast resistance as a level two spell? Okay. No, no, that, no, that was a joke. No, that was that was a joke. <laughs> if there's I forgot about falling damage. What would be falling in water? Do you take uh fall damage in water? Uh yes. it's reduced. Okay. Yes. But y'all are not going to always be over water here if y'all are going the most direct line to Valinor. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my, uh, my spell, the one that gives us the quickest and easiest route. So y'all take off. I want everybody to make ride checks, please. Oh, yes. Sure thing. Apparently, horses are like motorcycles. Is my points That's a ooh. oh plus seven. It's still only a twelve for Brigord. That's yeah. enough to stay on. That's a twenty for Russell and a fourteen. You are strangely comfortable with flying horses, Russell. You only need a ten to stay on because uh, the horses are a little freaked out at first. They've never flown before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like pull out my my phone for a minute and and play Ghost Riders uh, by Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all take off in the air with these horses. Y'all y'all manage to stay on as the horses freak out a bit um, before they kind of realize that they're not gonna fall. Um, and y'all manage to cross the bay and to get to just the I'm going to say near the edge of the city is probably where y'all are going to sit down you're not going to fly horses into the city proper um, or at least that is what Ardell would suggest to you hmm. um, but y'all actually get there before it's before night completely sets About how far would that put us getting there ahead of the ship? Um, you would be able to kind of keep an eye on the ship as as it comes around. And it is pulling into the bay. It still has to wait with the other ships and be assigned a dock and and whatnot. But it, it is going to reach the bay probably in another hour or so from the time y'all land. Hmm. So, uh, Miss Ardell, uh, 
Is slavery legal in Valinor? Technically, slavery is legal everywhere. There are rules in all the, at least, at least in all the major cities, that prevent you from just taking somebody as a slave, which is why the slave ships tend to patrol the coast and grab people when they can. So this is not exactly something we can just alert the authorities about. Not really. There's there's really no law outside the cities. Is there uh, something your church would be able, some form of aid they would be able to provide or perhaps strings they could pull? Well, I'm the head priestess, so... We don't have a a huge following. Um, most people, let's say that most people who come to the temple of Arche come for the holy prostitution, not because they actually give a shit about the gods. Ah. Drink. <laughs> How do y'all think we should hit this? We, uh, Wait for the boat to come in and grab them while they're unloading, or they won't take them up to the slave box until morning. There, there won't be a sale until the morning. So tonight's the best bet to try to get to them, but they will be on the boat. Sure, leave though. That's what I'm hoping. As long as they remain in the ship and not in the city, that leaves them exposed to the fact that there are no laws outside of the city. So anything can go. Right. As, as, as long as you don't damage the city's docks, their, their property, they're not really going to care what goes on on the ship. And um, as a fun little thing, uh, druids have a shape, uh, a wood shape spell. So if I can uh, actually, I have a combination of spells I could use to do this, to pull this off. Um, name of the spell, monkey fish. Yes. <laughs> Gets me a swim speed. I zip on over to the uh, uh, hull of the ship, get underneath, and I just cast wood shape. And uh, I just sink the ship right in the bay. No damage to the docks. With the slaves on it? Well, we'll save the saves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. My name is Don. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at HexGridHeroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there, I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name. How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better, and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. 
Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control zone, zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, zone you guys probably the, like the zone. Ever, you guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.